podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. This week, our podcast is entitled Communicating in a New Language, and we're thrilled to have Dina Faust here with us. Dina, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Dina, many of you may know her, especially if you're from Texas. She has had over a decade of experience working in science and technology. And most recently, uh, she is Assistant Director of Distance Education at Alvin College in Alvin, Texas. And if you're not sure where Alvin, Texas is, it's actually near Galveston. And before she took on that role and responsibility, she spent many years as a science teacher and a technology coordinator. So we're very happy to have you here, and I love the topic of your podcast, uh, Communicating in a New Language. Why did you name your podcast that title? Well, this title came from a quote from Mark Prinsky, who suggests that our digital immigrant instructors who speak a language of the pre-digital age are struggling to teach a population that speaks an entirely new language. So our challenge at this point is to learn how to communicate with this new generation. How are we going to reach them, and how are we going to teach them? Excellent. I know you've had a lot of experience working with Web 2.0, 2.0, and a lot of your activities and projects actually focus on Web 2.0. Could you, for those who may not feel comfortable or knowledgeable about Web 2.0, describe it and then talk a little more about some of what those Web 2.0 tools actually are? I'd be glad to. Web 2.0 is just a nickname that we're giving nowadays. We've all seen the advent of the internet and those of us who are not new and young in this generation, we've seen the internet grow up, if you will. I remember being younger and looking on the internet as only a sole source of information to be able to go there and to Google something and say, hey, I need some information and to go find that. But the internet is changing dramatically. The shift is more people to people to be able to collaborate on the internet, to be able to get information not just from one source but from people all over the world and to be able to not only find information but to give information, to share information and to collaborate with people all over the world. And we've nicknamed that Web 2.0. I like the read write web where not only are we, you know, takers of the information but also contributors of the information. That's a great description. Thank you. Very succinct and to the point. Could you describe what some of your favorite Web 2.0 tools actually are? Oh, there's so many out there and I would refer anyone looking for new tools to web2o.net. There's a directory there, but the problem is there's over 2,000 tools that you can sort through and use for Web 2.0 technologies, but I've chosen some of my favorites because they're easy to use. It doesn't take someone a long time to, you know, start using and interact and in fact use them in their classrooms to interact with others. 
One of my favorites right now is TalkShoe. We're doing a podcast right now. TalkShoe would enable you to do even a live podcast, a call-in. Maybe if you're a classroom teacher, you could have all your students meet with one call-in place and record the podcast you're doing live as you do it. Or you could record a podcast on the fly and upload that to TalkShoe and have weekly episodes of important topics. So that's one of my very favorites. It's a free tool for use on the Internet, easy to use, easy to upload podcast, and that has to be one of my very favorites. If you've not gotten involved in social networking, you need to check out Classroom 2.0. I know most people are familiar with Facebook and MySpace. At least we've heard about these things. There are huge groups of social networks. But one of the reasons I like Classroom 2.0 is it's very specific to education. It's a group of educators that share information. They're in the classroom. They're in the front lines every day sharing what they're doing, how they're doing it. It's collaborative in that I can go there and share videos that I'm creating and also collaborate with colleagues from across the world and what they're doing. And it's just a wonderful place to share information with other educators and administrators who are in the place I am right now. Any others that are your favorite? Oh, I probably wouldn't miss VoiceThreads at this time. If you've not experienced VoiceThreads, you need to go to VoiceThread.com. VoiceThreads is a simple discussion board. I think most people are familiar with discussion boards right now, but they enable you to add the touch of the human voice in a very easy way. If a student or an instructor has a simple pair of uh, a microphone or even some headphones from your iPod, you can use um, voice threads to communicate and talk with everyone. One of the unique ways I've seen it used was an art teacher using it to post a piece of artwork that she wanted to share with her group of students. She would post it, post her comments on there, and then this would allow any student with internet, internet access excuse me, to go on there and post their comments, their discussions, anything they wanted to bring up about that. So you're able to put documents on there, PowerPoint presentations, any kind of visual displays, and then have a voice discussion. Excellent. Well, I'm sure you're already starting to see the impact of, of some of these Web 2.0 technologies. What do you see the impact of some of these tools on, on education? Well, one of my favorite people that I kind of follow on blogs and internet is Steve Hargadon, and he actually talked about Web 2.0 tools well, and here's his quote, that Web 2.0 will culturally, socially, intellectually, and politically have a greater impact than the advent of the printing press. So this is the greatest thing since melted butter, in his opinion. I think it's going to have a, a great impact on education in the future. It's going to cause some of us to have to reevaluate where learning takes place, how we're delivering learning. We may see major shifts, such as the teacher who's used to delivering everything at the front of the classroom lecture style may have to rethink how you're delivering that education. You may become more of a facilitator. Information is coming along at the greatest rate we've ever seen it. And as students become contributors of that information, one of our challenges as educators is how do we help them sort through this information and figure out what's a good source of information and really where do we get you know proper and good resources from. With all this knowledge and all of these Web 2.0 tools coming at us so quickly, what advice do you have for educators? Where are we going to find the time? What Obviously time is a challenge for all of us, but what advice do you give? 
as a former educator myself, it was always a challenge as new technologies came along. There's so many things that kept me busy in the day-to-day, -day, you know, routine of being an educator. I was bombarded with great technologies that would have worked well in my classroom, but I didn't know how to incorporate them. I always wanted to figure out how to use them the very best way. It might take me six months to learn a new technology. One of the great impacts is that the Web 2.0 tools are easier than ever to learn and to use. You don't have to be a technological expert to be able to incorporate some of them. I posted this on my social networking site on uh, Classroom 2.0 that I referenced earlier and said, hey, what is your advice to teachers who are new to Web 2.0 tools? What would you say? And one of their first things was just start slowly. There are thousands of tools out there that can be used. Start with one. Figure out what will work for you. Get involved in one tool at a time. Don't worry about trying to incorporate everything or get overly involved in this, but find one that's comfortable for you. Maybe get involved personally first. Find out how you could maybe get on a social network and share and collaborate with other people who are at your level before you try to throw them in a classroom and figure out how it can personally and professionally help you before you try to incorporate them in a classroom. And all this, think about how the tool might help you in your classroom before you just say, oh, it's a great tool. Let's go ahead and go out there and use it. What will it really do for your community of learners? And I love that term community of learners because it implies that they're connected outside of the confines of the classroom nowadays. You have this community that extends out of it. Find a tool that helps you continue your voice and continue your conversation outside the lecture and outside the daily routine of your classroom that you're used to. And I think that you'll find that the contribution of your students and those involved in these tools with you will actually help drive the tool and the collaboration. You don't have to be in control of everything going on in there, but just provide the tool and then let loose a little bit and find out how it can work to further the collaboration and extend your classroom beyond the walls. Those are some excellent suggestions. I know there are people who are definitely going to want to uh, get in touch with you. You also referenced earlier, before the podcast, one or two sites that you thought were excellent that lists a lot of these tools. Can you share some of those uh, URLs with us? And I will. The first one I would recommend, just contact me at classroom 2.0. Dot com, And if you will go there and search for Dina Faust on there, you will find my site and I have all the URLs to my favorite tools already referenced in there. But the three that I did specifically reference, TalkShoe.com, Classroom2.0.com, and VoiceThread.com. Don't miss these tools. If you're brand new, go there, take a look, and please feel free to contact me inside Classroom 2.0 and I'll be glad to share you know, any way and every way that I know how to get you started with these tools. But don't be afraid. It's not that bad. You don't have to be a technology guru to get involved and to share these tools and use them in your classroom. Thank you for your vote of confidence too that any and all of us can start moving forward with using some of these tools. Dina, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and expertise and Alvin University is is very lucky to have you. So well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me so much. Thank you. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you would like to get in touch with me or find out more about USDLA, don't hesitate to visit us at www.usdla.org. Thank you, and I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services.
The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.